yeah, my daughter's in love with Bob Ross. Ooh, um, so. Sam. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you might want to grow out. Might want to grow out that fro. Yeah, that's a good thing he's dead. From the mountains to the east, to the caves to the west, you're listening to the real WTH show. Fresh cut grass, dirt, and love. The quality, consistency, and the price. What is up, everybody? Pudding bop. <laughs> I'm hey, telling you. It's relatable. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> welcome to episode number 77 of the Real WTH Show. I am Tommy. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined here with Wilson, who, again, has another new shirt that I've never seen before, and I like. You haven't seen this one? This I have not seen one. that one. I like it, though. Well, I this haven't is, seen you in almost a year. This is Police Week 2020 shirt. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, I like it, though. That Police Week was canceled in 2020. It was, but they still made the shirt. Yeah, I do dig it. And uh, we are we have a very special guest today. Yeah. A, a frequent flyer, if you will. Well, for now. For I now. Mean, maybe maybe again, but on Zoom. So. Yeah, well, yeah. Unless you move out to this side of the of the country so i'll let you <laughs> do the, the honors join the rebels instead of the dark side oh yeah yeah uh we have mr wilson the older one papa yeah papa the wilson the original the original we should have introduced him the same way we entered uh introduced scott and cory was that with the like yeah it was like this it was corner. like how old are you wilson little wilson 35 34 years ago this man became a dad to this man wearing an american flag t-shirt with an eagle with an eagle the man of all men the mecca of manhood don wilson there we go (laughs) i like it how do I shut this off? <laughs> you you got to do the record scratch. I know. I'm trying to find it. Uh, where's it? Where's it? Uh... Oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> you got to leave. I never it. knew this song went that far. That like I have never heard that part before, dude. It, it went. It goes far. I'll add the uh, record scratch in. Um... Yeah, but leave everything else. <sighs> Thanks. Thanks. I'm not yeah, sure if you know Don. Something he has to he has to leave it. Yeah, yeah, that's the new rule. But Don, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Just so had you're, a birthday. Yeah, you're what fifty? Yeah. Oh, I wish. Add ten. Add ten. Add ten. Yeah. yeah. You're not sixty. Yeah, I am. No way. Yeah. Did you do well, anything fun at sixty? Yeah. No. <laughs> Did you go bungee jumping? <laughs> uh no 
No, no. Yeah. I, I don't think we did anything, did we? I was working. I don't know. I can't remember. We celebrated mine and Sarah's together. Okay. And so. and Carly's. And Carly's. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It was a, it was a three-way. <laughs> Birthday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Calling Dr. Freud. Yeah. Um, at at 60, was, that's all you can do. It was, do. Uh, what's that guy's name? The painter Biden? guy? The painter guy. Yeah, Bob Thomas Ross. K. It was it was oh. a Bob Ross party. Today we'd make a scene that's very happy, beautiful little scene with a lot of color in it. Very easy that you can do. There we go. Okay, let's just put a happy little mountain, something about like that. And let's paint several little happy trees and push. Look at there. There. MTV, the land of happy little trees. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My well, that's sister, cool. Yeah, my daughter's in love with Bob Ross. Ooh, um, so, Sam. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you might want to grow out. Might want to grow out that fro. Yeah, it's a good thing he's dead. <laughs> Sam doesn't have to be jealous. Yeah, Bob Ross. Though, I don't know. So I never respected that guy when I was young. Until I got older, I was like, man, what a jewel that guy was. Like, he's just like him and um, who's the other guy? Thomas Kincaid. Yeah. Or like he used to great. live here. Yeah, he's, he's a, We could call him a friend of the show. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. rest in peace. What is he called? The painter of, of light? Painter of light. Yeah. yeah. My mom could, loves him. You could put lights on his paintings and like dim them. So look, yeah. it, it would make the painting look like it was like evening if you mm-hmm. dimmed it. But if you turned it up, the, the, the dimmer up to like full, it looked like it was daytime. Oh, is that why they called him that? Yeah. yeah. I never yeah. knew that the lights in the building and stuff will go up and down as you turn the lights on the painting. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, higher and lower. I never knew that. That's so, awesome. Hey, just a rabbit trail from that. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law lived in Placerville and way back in the day, way back, way back, yeah. like in the late seventies, back when they still use stone tablets. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> They were in, went to the same church and were in the same Sunday school class as he and his wife, Nanette. Okay. And uh, my brother-in-law was coming out of Rayleigh's one day and she, he wasn't known yet. And she was sitting out there trying to hawk his paintings and his charcoal drawings and stuff you know, for like five bucks. And she says, hey, Jim, I don't want to haul any of these back to the house. Will you take any of them? I'll give them to you free. And my brother-in-law says, Nanette, they're really nice, but we have a small house and all the walls are already full. So I'm going to have to pass. Did not take them. And we're, we are talking brush to canvas. Wow. Charcoal drawings. Not duplicate. Original. 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 Yeah. Wow. And he could have had them free. Those would have been, that's a retirement. I could have retired with those. If you knew then what you know now, right? Yeah. And then later on, uh, this was in the... They were in Klamath Falls, I think. Yeah, so... 90s. Early 90s, 90s or something. He sent them a painting, an original, and had a, some kind of a note saying, uh, I bet you're kicking yourself for not taking the freebies when you had the chance. So here, <laughs> here's a painting for you. Uh, and yeah, they had to have that thing insured for like half a million bucks. Wow. Yeah. It was very cool. It's his stuff. I don't. I've never seen a Bob Ross in person. Go um, I don't. I don't even know. Well, I don't even know where you could see him. Like, like you, an, could, an, you, you could probably get an NFT. 
I'm sure you can. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm saying like, I don't, I don't know of any um, like not museum, but like art gallery that has his stuff. Oh, yeah. I think there's a Bob Ross museum somewhere. I'm sure there is. Watch it be in West Virginia. I just don't know about it yet. See your next door neighbor's house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That'd be weird. <laughs> Everyone on my street's like really, really old, which is awesome because it's quiet. Hey, Jim, um, can I go look at the paintings today? Yeah, sure. Oh, we're closed. It's probably in the lobby of whatever cigarette company he used to smoke quite a bit. He was a chain uh, smoker. So it's probably in their lobby, you know. Well, I know the. He did all the advertising for him. I mean, you, yeah, add the ash into the paint makes it a special color. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Charcoal. Oh, yeah. Well, I know the RJ was RJ Reynolds plant in North Carolina is not too far from me. Yeah. It's creepy looking. It's like this big old tower in the middle of a, is it Winston Salem or yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina? I can't remember which one it is, but it's there. Um, so well, do you have any tobacco growing on your property? There? I have ton of stuff growing in my backyard i don't know what it is it's like weeds i haven't been back. it's been You're it's growing like weed <laughs> yeah man <laughs> legal over there you just uh, moved to another california you know i don't know if it is yeah oh he knows um sell down kai yeah kai just <laughs> just leave us alone for a second um well like i said like it's let's see yeah, it's still raining. It, it looks sunny in my it window. It looks like it's sunny, yeah. Oh, it's not. It's actually dark. I don't know why it looks like that. The, this is actually sun. This is yeah. real sun. Like, real sun. Like, 105 degree sun. Yeah. I, I was on my way home from work today, and I st- I talked to my mom, and um, I pulled over for a second because I needed to get some Taco Bell. And so I was just eating and talking to her. And it just like a few drops. I knew it was supposed to rain. A few little drops just hit my car. I'm like, oh, it's starting to rain. Next thing I know, I can't hear my mom because it's raining so hard. And then it's sunny. That's like, like Flagstaff. It is yeah. weird weather, man. So I haven't been outside to mow my yard or weed eat because every time I come home from work, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I get ready. And I'm like, oh, it's raining. Wish but, it rained here. Well, yeah. if you need if you need tips on growing that uh, tobacco, you can always get a hold of Al Gore. But yeah <laughs> just the tip just i yeah. <laughs> that's how the, that's how the circumcision doctor gets paid and tips uh <laughs> man i have a story for you on that one but that was for off the air <laughs> <laughs> this guy would kill me if i said it um so awesome so we'll, we'll obviously we'll, we'll we'll get back into you know your your ventures don here in a little bit um we have a fun packed show today oh and wilson is actually in studio today the original um the original. circle studios we had to roll the boulder away from the <laughs> <guy>. okay, <laughs> yeah <laughs> soon to be no more hopefully oh okay yeah that'd be nice mm-hmm. it, it it did us well though the uh studio it did yeah i do it, folks, those of you guys who haven't had the pleasure of going to the studio, it was fun. It is literally a man cave. We had video games, a mini fridge, um, a whiteboard. Yep. <laughs> um, air conditioning. Air yeah. Con- yeah, which Wilson installed with the help mm-hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. And that and was a fun. roof. New, New roof. roof. Yeah. yeah. How's that roof looking up top, by the way, above you? Uh, about the same. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that today, actually. It's weird. Not, not better, not worse. Yeah. So anyways, 
Um, the people are calling Wilson. People want to know about what you're drinking today. Oh, never mind. Wait, what were we're you going to say? We're not going to play the bumper or anything like that. We are. I mean, speaking of air conditioning, beers and cheers. You're supposed to go out back when you need to do that. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. There are so many times. Don't, don't step on that spot. Yeah, there are so many times where has anybody you, told you it sounds like somebody's taking a leak when you do that? Have you I think about it every time before. <laughs> <laughs> I think about it every time, but Don, you're the first person to actually mention it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> I have no filter. <laughs> so today, this is a very special beer because I've wanted to try this beer for a long time. It was it's on my my beer bucket list. And oh, the BBL, the, huh? Yeah, the, and this is this is the first one I've been able to, uh, I don't know, take off that list. Um, but this is the original, first ever New England IPA that was ever made. Really? Yeah. I remember so, you you sent me the text. You said a bucket list beer, and yep, I was wondering yep. what it was. So this this they started making. I think it was two thousand four. You might be able to look it up while I'm talking about it. Go ahead. Um, but it's by The Alchemist, and they are out of Stowe, Vermont. Is that anywhere near you? Yeah, it's more north, I think. Okay. But I, I went on their website because this is, this is I think this is on the list of like the top 10 beers you should try because it's an original, you know, first, first ever. Um, but this is called Heady Topper. It's from The Alchemist. And there's a very long story. I don't know if you can see that, but the entire side of the can has writing on it. It's um, hard to see in the picture. It talks about this beer. I'm going to read it now, though. Hetty Topper is an American double India pale ale. This beer is not intended to be the biggest or most bitter. It is meant to give you wave after wave of hoppy goodness on your palate. Tremendous amounts of American hops will creep up on you and leave you with a dense hoppy finish in your mouth. So drinkable, it's scary. Sometimes I wish I could crawl right into the can. Freshness and control have always been my main concern when it comes to our beer. We are committed to providing you with an unfiltered and unpasteurized hop experience. Why do I recommend that you drink it from the can? Quite simply, to ensure a delightful hop experience. The act of pouring it in a glass smells nice, but it releases the essential hop aromas that we have worked so hard to retain. If you must pour it into a glass, you may find that some of the hop resins have settled to the bottom. Leave them in the can while pouring. This beer is perishable and at its best when it is young, fresh, and hazy. Keep it cold, but not ice cold. Drink this beer immediately. We are always making more. And that's from John Kimmich from The Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a little, little further down on the can, it says, this is a quote, don't be a D-bag, recycle this can. Which is true. Yeah. Um, but I've wanted to try this one for a long time, and I was not disappointed in it. Um, yeah. The writing on the can I've seen is usually for a good time call. Oh, not not that kind of writing. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is this different is writing. Different kind. This is different writing. Um, oh, did you did you want to see the artwork on here? I, um, I, I'm actually looking it up right now. Um, can you see the guy with the beard and stuff? He's drinking. It looks like Bob Ross. Yes. Yeah, kind of. He's got like a a, a 
a hoppy afro. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can see it. Um, but it's a guy with a beard, just drinking a beer. He's got a bow tie, button down shirt, and uh, his he's a nerd. His hair, well, he doesn't have glasses, but he's got a big, like Jewish like nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have a pocket protector. It's more like a like a vest or something. Far. Yeah. <laughs> they um, have a uh, on uh, the, the there's a website called uh, Long Reads. It's a story of Hetty Topper, America's most loved craft beer. There's a picture of the back of what looks like a delivery truck, and it has the uh, uh, the logo on it. The logo, and it says "Ready for a Hetty." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, so where's beer- handy when you need them? <laughs> you should try this one it's I very yeah it's very smooth um because it's a double so so it's it's higher in the alcohol content it's about eight <laughs> percent it's smooth that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not um wilson it, would, it, would, it, would 1995 sound right for when they created it yeah i thought I've it was it. closer to like 2004 okay maybe I'm... i was wrong maybe i'm thinking of a different one yeah i don't know but Must this see- was like the beginning of the craft beer craze and they created this beer and there'd never been another one like it i mean th- this was a hazy before there were hazies yeah i i'm not seeing the day i'm there's a whole story about this you know this what some- hold on a second i think i have i think i have the top 10 beers you should try before you die on my phone actually yep oh 25 beers I'm pretty sure this one's on there. Yep, right here. Second one, the Alchemist Heady Topper. So uh, I'll just read this really quick. It says, do we need more lists that include Heady, the venerable Vermont IPA that helped usher in the New England IPA craze? Yes, yes, we do. If we're talking beers you need to try, why not try one that was once considered the most sought-after beer out there? While you may or may not get a better beer from the Alchemist neighbors in Vermont, Foam Hill, Foam Hill Farmstead. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's where they're from. Um, it's fun to taste a brew that was once the center of the beer universe. So that that was from one of the editors for this this article. Um, but yeah, there, there's a huge uh, article on longreads.com. And the title is uh, The Story of Hetty Topper, America's Most Loved Beer. And it says, uh, How a difficult to obtain American double IPA brewed in a small town in Vermont developed a worldwide cult following with beer fans traveling hundreds of miles just to get a taste. So it sounds a little bit like this is the East Coast version of maybe Pliny. Yeah, that, I think so. Okay. It's, it's right there. So what's the alcohol content? Uh, 8%. Doesn't taste like it, right? No, not bad. I mean, it gives you a little bit of a warm feeling, you know, but it's smooth. It tastes a little darker, I think. Kind of kind of dark malty a little bit. Is that your dirt love? Um, it's it's definitely got a smell of grass dirt and love. Um, but it's not too too it doesn't taste like that too much, I don't hmm. think. Yeah. So I love it though. People are wanting to know what number you give in this bad boy. Well, I can't give it a five, even though it's it's a bucket list beer, but it did not disappoint. So it's getting a four point seven five. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, it's 
good stuff right there. reserved for uh, special occasions. Yeah, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. So, cool, man. It was incredible. I don't know if you, you heard about the... Uh, did you know um, Thin Line was doing the, the fundraiser? For Jimmy Inn? For Jimmy Inn? Yeah. You yeah. talked about it. They made a lot of money. I am... Um... I have, an up, family. I have an update on that. So we'll oh, get to good. that in one second. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm drinking, like I said last show, because I found it at Kroger, the Waterloo Grape. This thing is oh so good. It's my favorite right here. This is my bay. Your bay. As, as the kids say. This is a 10 out of 10 for me on that one. So does it get the recording? It does. If my computer decides to play it. <laughs> it's cold. That's what I call high quality tool. Oh, yeah. So first, we're going to get in the cheers, um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about what Wilson was just oh, talking he's, about. He's got oh, a, he's got, he got something, too? Yeah. I didn't know he had something. Okay, go for it. This is, I have no idea who makes this. Uh, it's made by Taylor Tonics. It's called Gingerbread House Sparkler. Spice is this the same things. one that Sarah tried with with the cinnamon one, but the same company? Yeah, it's probably. Be. Yeah, yeah. You get a hint of uh, cinnamon, a little, little bit of not burn, but a warm feeling, and uh, it's actually pretty good. I was surprised. I'm not a huge gingerbread fan, but I would drink that again. I love gingerbread soda. By the way, it's almost like a cream soda, like mm. a gingerbread cream soda. See, I probably like that. And then if if we're going to review these chips, these are the Lay's Wavy Jerk Chicken Flavor. Oh, I those saw are, those the other day. I was going to get those some. Are good. These, these are a 10 out of 10. Really? Okay, I got to get yeah, them. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Wish I would have known that. I was at Wally World earlier. A, uh, I think it's a jalapeno cheese one. Yeah. So, uh, See if I still work for them. I get them for free. <laughs> branching out. Oh, come on. I know. What, wait, doesn't uh, Alan? What is that his name? Yeah, Alan works for same company I do. No, same. Oh, same company now. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Yeah, yeah. I it. Frito's weird, man. Like with their policies, you got to throw it away. You can't yeah, keep it. Throw it away. Yeah, quote unquote. Throw it away. You can uh-huh. throw it in my trash can. Yeah, I will. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> i was like hey oh speaking of which what's that buzzing yeah we gotta <laughs> let's get to this thing real quick okay. uh, we got a follow-up with last show <laughs> um so um basically uh, this is just a, a a cheers to a shout out to uh john langley who is the creator of cops He passed oh, yeah. away the other day. Oh, he did? Yeah, age 70. I had no idea. Yeah, he uh, had a, an apparent heart attack, um, and he was uh, competing in an off-road race in Baja. Um, but wow. he, the, the Washington... What a way to go, though. Yeah, right? The Washington Post did a pretty extensive article on him. Um, they had to get the little jabs in there of, like, racial stuff, um, but... Everything else is in here is pretty good. I'm talking about how he pioneered the, the, 
those types of shows um and just you know honestly if 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 you work in law enforcement you've seen cops that show was one of the first things that got me interested in working in law enforcement and or at least just curious about the profession i guess you would say and uh i i believe this show is one that spawned like live pd you know during oh, yeah. that time you had rescue 911 america's most wanted you have all those shows and unsolved what, mysteries oh wait, i love unsolved mind. mysteries <laughs> i love unsolved mysteries you know the big bang theory you know <laughs> Clarissa explains it all, <laughs> um, but no, it's it's. Well, I just find it funny that there's shows like this that show you what they deal with, but people are so like we don't want to, uh, we don't like this show because it's highlighting all this stuff and everything. But you guys want transparency, so then Live PD comes out where it's it's semi live it's like delayed by a little bit i think and yeah. which is probably the most transparent you could possibly be and that's deemed the same way i'm like so what is it are you want transparency with someone else's cell phone and only yeah. getting part of the story or are you wanting the whole picture and that's why uh last uh last episode we we're talking about the jimmy end video that came out and I watched the whole thing. It's very difficult oh, to watch, it, yeah. like very difficult to watch. Um, and then Ryan Tillman did a thing on it on um, hashtag. It's needed breaking barriers podcast. He, I actually tagged it. Uh, I think yesterday on our Instagram. So you might've seen it. You wanted to watch the whole video. You just click on it and click see post and it will take you to his thing. And he had some nice stuff to say about Jimmy in, uh, but yeah, I mean, John Langley. I mean, I always remember at the very end, it says like Barber Langley at the end of cops. And then, you know, it's truly an iconic TV show. And just, uh, I'm surprised that like it took like forever for a show like that to come about. Cause it's very, it's a very interesting profession. Yeah. Regardless if you're for police or against police, it's interesting, especially like I always love the cops episodes when it was in Sacramento. I'm like, ooh, because when I'm asleep, and it was there a lot. Yeah, more than you know. I've actually seen the cops crew. Was I? I might have been with you, Wilson, when we were driving in West Sac, not West Sac. Um, we were down there um, coming back to the the branch, and we went by um, Sac PD over there by oh, was that I five, by kind of kind of by Old Town Old Sac. And uh, we saw the cop car with the camera crew in the back. Yeah. And that might have been the Bob French episode, but it doesn't make sense that they were over there because that was Sac PD, not Sac County. Everybody showed up to that, though. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was kind of cool seeing that. And um, I don't know. I still love cops. I mean, I'm not going to lie. As a young man, I love the cops uncensored, especially when they went to New Orleans. <laughs> that was my thing well, oh cool they're going down um, bourbon street yes it's time it's go time <laughs> um, Does she know about that video game oh dude don't <laughs> don't that was edited out <laughs> um you're welcome <laughs> yeah, but uh that's so funny one of these days i'll tell it on a i'll tell it on a patreon episode <laughs> um 
but yeah, I want to give a, just a, a cheers. Well, we're going to tie that in with something. We're going to cheers two different things here real quick. Um, so as you mentioned, Wilson, the last episode, we talked like it already happened. You know, we thanked everybody for showing up to the Jimmy and fundraiser. And this episode, we're really thanking people. Yeah. Because that's incredible. Yeah. Um, and this is what uh, I believe Corey wrote this. She posted a picture on Instagram and it was, I believe her and Scott cheersing the yeah. uh, light in the dark beer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this is, I'm going to read the whole thing. Cause I think it's completely awesome. Oh, in the picture, I, I, I paused my movie when I was watching with my wife and I, I showed my wife the picture. I said, look how many people showed up to this fundraiser. Mm-hmm. It was packed. And it says Stockton, when you show up to support, you show up. This is sadly the sixth fundraiser for a local fallen officer we have done in only three and a half years. It was never something we planned to do. It's not something we ever want to do, but we are honored that we have the ability to do what we can to help. It's something we're compelled to do because we know firsthand the hurt and we try to help the healing. We don't ever want to be, we don't ever want it to be about us. We don't like to give the the amount raised because for some reason it feels self-serving. It's not about us. We opened Thin Line Brewing uh, with the intent to be a tiny neighborhood style brewery. Our mission has always been and always will be to support our community. Our crazy ton of civilian customers feel the same way. With that being said, it needs to be shared. We are blown away at the support from Stockton's community and the surrounding areas. Y'all had ordered an insane amount of shirts, way more than we're prepared for. Y'all traveled an hour plus to come silver. That just a second. That was close to like almost fifteen hundred, I think. Shirt. I was I was one of them that ordered it, and it's 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 a good shirt. Um, says y'all traveled an hour plus to come celebrate Officer Jimmy in and hold Tella. I think he's I think you pronounce her name Tella, and Jimmy's family up. It's been an honor to help you in the small way that we can. And this is this is the kicker right here. You have helped our tiny little brewery raise. $21,353 for Tella and Jimmy's children. You came together to support each other and we couldn't be more proud of you. We love you, Jimmy. We miss your smile and your stories. We love you, Tella, and a barstool is always ready for you. Our customers and community support has helped us raise $34,025 in only the last few months for local fallen. We say we don't ever want to do any of these again. We know it's inevitable. We just hope it It'll be a long while before we have to. Thank you for all your support. You are our, you are our why. Be the light in the dark. That's really awesome to hear that. And I mean, I'm like, like I get like a little emotional about that because again, more people care about cops than the media will let you believe. And so when she said the civilian customers, that's me, you know, we want to show our support. You know, I was at a men's gathering at my church a few weeks ago. I was wearing um, the Brian Ishmael shirt. Actually, no, the Natalie Corona shirt. And uh, a guy came to me, he goes, Hey, where'd you get that shirt? And I told him a little bit and, and, you know, come to find out he's actually a West Virginia state trooper. So I told, I told him a little bit, I said, well, yeah, I, you know, worked a little bit in there, dabbled in it. And he's like, yeah, like I blinked <laughs> and, and he's just like, oh man, he's, and I told him like my whole story. I said like how it just wasn't for me and everything. He's all, well, you know what? He's like, good for you. A lot of people don't know that they stick it out and actually, you know, they're divorced 
or whatever. He goes, it's not for everybody. He goes, I couldn't do your job. I couldn't drive in a truck that long, you know? And, and so we had a good conversation. I told him about the podcast. I said how we, you know, we still support, you know, that's our, our main focus is we'll, we're going to highlight um, cheers, good stories uh, of cops, first responders, uh, just, you know, being, doing their job and doing it well and trying to get rid of that negative stuff that the media is always trying to push on you, which speaking of which, uh, which is kind of funny because right now, everybody in the white house is saying that it's Republicans that wanted to defund the police, which is false. What they're saying? No, because they didn't want to pass a law because there was a bunch of stuff tied to it. They go, Oh no. So we, we were going to pass a law to, to fund the police, but you, you didn't want to pass the law. So technically speaking, you want to defund the police. That's not us. It's on you guys. Total gaslighting right now saying you guys are the ones that wanted to do it. That is blatantly false. And what's funny is, is the media in that room are actually seeing it. They're all no name one Republican who voted for that, who, who voted to uh, defund the police. Not one. She can't name one, but they're listing off every Democrat. And this isn't, trying to go political but this is just showing that the media is trying to warp your mind on how the mass people think about police officers or how they want the mass of people exactly think. and so when i see thin line brewing raising that much money for jimmy n and his family it it's proof that what's going on right now is completely motivated uh by just good people wanting to help their community, help their officers, lift them up and show them that they have their support and, you know, basically silence the media saying like, no, you know, it's, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. So I want to cheers thin line brewing and everybody, I mean, this is kind of cheersing myself (laughs) because I bought a shirt cheersing everyone that helped donate Get over yourself <laughs> yeah i want to cheers me today um no i want to cheers um everybody who donated to jimmy in and his family and thin line brewing for putting that on and just all the fundraisers they do for all the local fallen like she said it's not easy to do it's not something they want to do but they're honored to do it and i also want to cheers john langley um host of a uh, creator not host creator of cops who passed away at the age of 78 cheers boom so last episode if you guys uh didn't hear (laughs) there was a segment in there that was about a drone and wilson did not disappoint let's just say and this stuff did not make it on the air um some of it uh took me a second because i wasn't quite sure what he was talking about um because I, was, I went straight to watching a movie and he the first thing uh, he said, because like you said, with the uh, what is it? What was it? The uh, flight, uh, the air marshals episode, like there was so much stuff after the show that was priceless. So his first thing he said was, dude, that drums, <laughs> dude, that drone story came as a surprise. <laughs> and then I'm all and then uh you just had to get that one in, huh? And then uh, he said, that just when I thought it was getting good, it was over. That guy really blew it. <laughs> I guess everyone there got shafted. How'd you come across that story? 
and and this is just him just randomly going and then he says he must have been a swinger um and then one of them was uh he says we should market it and call it a droner which i actually <laughs> used that title that right there for the title of the show and then uh <laughs> gives a new meaning to doing the helicopter <laughs> if you know you know um <laughs> Do you think the guy will they arrested will do some hard time? And right there, I said, "Dude, keep him coming." <laughs> he says, "Or we could call it a drona willy." Um, we talked about clona willy. Yeah, that was priceless right there. <laughs> then you said, "Dude, Amazon should deliver this one right here." I laughed out loud. Dude, Amazon <laughs> should deliver sex toys like that and call it a ding dong ditch. <laughs> hilarious um and then they probably charged him with the violation of the penile code <laughs> did he fly straight up to him or did he come in from behind dude th- this this is the stuff that like didn't make it to the show <laughs> uh i love that episode that was that was hilarious yeah so i wanted did to cheers come- you on that wilson did it come with batteries <laughs> i i, I that's the only way. <laughs> um, so what do I got here? Um, I got a few things just to talk about real quick because Wilson's going to soothe us with some stories here in a second. Oh, uh, I am. But the first thing uh, we talked last episode about Indiana Jones 5 being filmed. Um, he got hurt. <laughs> oh, well, of he's, course. he's almost 80 years old. Yeah, he's almost 90. <laughs> yeah, they no, should have. 78 i think what yeah Yeah, 78 i thought he he was 78 the last one he just looked it he's a vampire well the thing is don't let him in well i think they should do yeah he'll probably sparkle too um is they should have his character become the sean connery character from the 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 first ones that way and then we could bring up a new indie you you know there was I'd honestly rather them do what they're originally going to do and have Chris Pratt become Indiana Jones. Oh yeah. He'd be good. I thought that would be good. Um, but yeah, he got hurt during like a fight scene. I'm like, dude, that's what Indiana Jones does, man. Like I'm just afraid they're going to like try so hard and it's going to end up just being like, here, let's just CG it. But no, don't do that. Don't do that. CG that giant guy that's in all the fight scenes in every movie. Yeah. So apparently they're filming other scenes now while he recuperates. So I don't know. I mean, the guy could like crash a plane. Could take five years. Well, he could crash a plane on a uh, on a golf course and walk away just fine. But he gets in a fist fight. He can't even walk. Yeah. I mean, a fake fist fight. Right. Staged. Okay. The third punch, you're going to duck. And I wanted to talk about this. Did you hear about that? Uh, LAPD bomb squad thing that happened today? No. Apparently, um, there there were the, let's say says a major explosion in South Los Angeles on Wednesday evening damaged homes and injured 17 people, including police officers, as bomb squad attempted to safely detonate improvised explosive devices that had been seized from a home along with about 5,000 pounds of legal fireworks. Now there Was is like a, today or yesterday. It says Wednesday on here. So, but I saw the video today. So there's a That's bomb yesterday. squad. 
yeah, there's a bomb squad truck, okay, in the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah. They have it all blocked off, and they're going to detonate it. My mind is like, man, can't you, like, just take it somewhere else? And so there's, like, a news helicopter above it filming it. Dude, no joke. The entire truck explodes. The car's parked on the side, flip in the air like it's a Hollywood movie. <laughs> like last action hero. Yeah, I'm like, dude, like, do they forget to close the door to it or something? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't get it, but uh, it says that a truck that was being used to collect the explosive also appears to be severely damaged. Dude, the truck's in half. <laughs> I would think so. Um, but it said um, it says that the squad transferred the improvised devices into the iron chamber of a semi truck that's meant to contain such explosive material. Um, and then it says they de- detonated the devices at a certain time um, to be able and to contain it the exploded like it should have. Yeah. And basically they celebrate their fourth of July slightly early. Um, it says the injured um, identified by the officials range from the age of 42 to 85. Um, it says people from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, LAPD officers, explosives. Uh, six civilians were also taken to the hospital. But my thing is like, Man, if you're going to do like one of those, like how far away do they make people go? Because if I would assume they make him go blocks away. Do you remember the whale video from Oregon? <laughs> oh, dude, that is classic. Yeah, they weren't far enough away. <laughs> well, I guess I guess it's, I guess it's like you you learn as you go, I guess, type thing. They should have learned from that one. Dude, that video is hilarious. Yeah, I think you'd rather get hit by a. 10 pound chunk of whale blubber than shrapnel from semi truck. Yeah, (laughs) I think so. Um, Okay. So it says officials established a 300 foot perimeter behind the vehicle and evacuated the North. Oh yeah. That's plenty. 300 feet. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred yards. You know, I think this is taking away the, uh, um, the focus from uh, them letting out Bill Cosby. Oh, probably. Let's just set a bomb off in downtown LA. People will forget. Everyone's looking at that while we let him out the back door. Yeah. So, so basically it was just like illegal fireworks that they exploded. So whoever did that boo-boo is now on parking control in South Central LA. Yeah. Wonder if I know him. (laughs) Actually, the guy I know, he's not a, he's not a street cop anymore. He's a vice. So, uh, yeah, dude, yeah, I watched the video though. It's, it's incredible. Uh, the car to the right of it would explode. You see it literally lift up off the ground and like land on its side. Like, like it's a scene from the movie speed. Um, it's just crazy. I mean, I, I just, there's gotta be something um, that they could do about this. Like that, like we, I don't like Eric Garcetti, but he even wrote, uh, they're going to conduct a full invas- investigation so we could do better understand why this happened. Um, oh, it's because you blew up explosives in a semi truck. That's why. I'm thinking they right now. I'm thinking they probably blew up too much of it at once because you get enough of that stuff together. You ever see that video? Yeah. You know, you know those Piccolo Pete's. You get a bunch of them. <laughs> you you know, there's a cop there with like a pair of vice grips yeah. who's like pinching a Piccolo Pete. He's, like, <laughs> he's taking a rock and smashing it in the middle. <laughs> yeah watch He's this like, guys watch this this is a trick hey johnny check this oh, out I, bob i told you not to light that cigarette yeah 
it, it's it's uh it's crazy though um um speaking of videos i'm actually gonna send you a picture right now oh that's kind of funny this speaking of video i'm gonna send you a picture that's like speaking of video yeah. games i'm gonna send you a uh a poster a hologram <laughs> an nft so you got a bumper this though uh what bumper i'm like i don't have a video yet from you it's not a video it's a picture well i know what bumper you should because oh my goodness you did not okay yeah you dirty dog here we go (laughs) what did wilson find on his property this week we're more like treasure protectors eardrums out yeah, well, wow. you're treasure protectors, but this is how you're going to protect that treasure. Uh, yeah, it is actually. Holy Moses, so, Wilson! I sent you that, but that's that's minus one. Actually, kind of minus one half. The other one's in the mail to me, right? No. <laughs> um. So I got those yesterday. You want to describe what they so, look like? So it looks like <clears throat> Wilson here. I mean, I'm trying to look at it right, but my phone just won't stay right uh looks like you got four uh yeah four bolt action rifles are they are are they bolt all bolt action those are all bolt action yeah um and then the the half that's not in there um is is a sawed off (laughs) well no but it's a it's a double barrel uh shotgun oh okay yeah it breaks in half yeah yeah um and those look like they've been in the family N- not my family not your family but in a family they're not new yes. no no these are these are what we call antiques yeah these yeah, are so awesome looking. historical historical uh yeah just historical um but the one on top there that's a italian is that the six five yes i thought the italian was the eight maybe it is I don't know. I have I, I have to look into them because I got these all last night. But um, there's an Italian rifle, a American rifle that was chambered in thirty odd six, um, a Japanese rifle. I can't remember what that was chambered in, and then a German rifle. One of them looks like it could have a bayonet attachment to it. All yeah, of them. The could. Jap- okay, that's what. I'm oh thinking. yeah, the Japanese. The third one. The third one. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so the Japanese one, it actually has like Japanese writing, uh, not on the barrel, but up, up above behind the chamber, there's some Japanese symbols on there and they scratched off the, what's it called? The chrysanthemum? Chrysanthemum off of the barrel, yeah. which means it was captured off of a Japanese soldier in World War II. Yeah. Oh, so this thing was, um, used yes oh yeah probably killed americans yeah wow um and then uh the mauser the mauser that one probably killed americans as well that one has a swastika it does yeah no really yeah yeah that's the one on the bottom the one on the bottom yeah the one on on top is the or, or not top but the second one that's the American one that's chambered in thirty odd six from eighteen no something nineteen seventeen 
1917. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, that's awesome. And then I, I, I also received a the double-barreled shotgun, which is all Damascus steel, which have you ever seen that before? I think so. Look at look it up because it's it's basically they took pieces of steel and wrapped them around a tube and basically welded them together. Yeah, this is what I thought it was. It has like this little um, wavy looking lines in it, Swirls. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah that's what I thought so, it was. So the shotgun is an eighteen. I think it's an eighteen seventy eight Colt double-barreled shotgun you do not want to put modern loads in that no they're not safe it looks like something i would see like in wyatt earp yeah yeah exactly that's is probably flint, what doc is, holiday had is it a flintlock is that is that it, cap, it, is it looks cap? like one it looks like one but it's 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 it was made with uh you're supposed to use paper shotgun loads that's what it said Hammer shotgun, twelve gauge. I'm looking at one like a one up online around it because it almost looks like the guns I'd use when I did Civil War reenacting, where you put the cap on it. But um, it, yeah, it, it it looks like that. So so I have that, but no stock. Okay. So yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get a replica stock to put on it and the foregrip because there, there's no wood attached to it. I just have the metal. Now the double barrel side by side, and it looks like yeah. it has a lever, so you switch to which side you want to fire. No, the there's two levers triggers. The breakdown. Yeah, the lever is oh, okay. the breakdown. So yeah. you have two hammers, one on each side, and a lever in the middle is what breaks it down. Yeah. Okay. And then there, there's two triggers on it. Yeah, my dad has a shotgun. I see the triggers. One's that kind of in front. The other one's like further back. My dad yeah. has a one that uh, that I have not gotten yet, but it's a uh, I think an over under. Shotgun. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not this old, but this is that's awesome, dude. Yeah, so all these the the youngest one is like 1941, 42, around there. Which I think that's the American one. No, no, it's the German one. Yeah. Yeah. All three of the the Italian, the German, and the Japanese were captured. So I mean, when you look at them, you just think those were fired against our boys yeah that's that's scary to think though i mean it's kind of haunting to look at it but it's one of them's an eight millimeter and i believe it's the italian one and or no was it the japanese i think it's the japanese yeah because i I said just think of it i mean in general japanese men are very slightly built and I can't picture one of them putting that heavy gun against his shoulder and popping off a uh, uh, eight millimeter round. I mean, it's that's a big gun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's when they go to the samurai swords. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've used a seven millimeter for hunting elk before, and that thing will flat hammer your shoulder when you fire it. And I just can't imagine using an eight millimeter. They all look like they're in really good condition, too. They are. They're, they're in pretty good, yeah. yeah. I mean, the 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 uh, the Japanese one looks like I think to me from this picture it looks like it's the most worn, but that means it might have the most history behind it. Um, let's see. Now I wonder if is there serial numbers on these things? Like, were they like there is 
Were there, there issues? Yeah. Were- so would that mean they were issued to a soldier with a serial number? So you can um, look that up to see like the history of who it was. I, I, I might be able to. That'd I'm not be, sure. That'd be interesting. Like, like to know, like, did that guy die in battle or? Well, I know for sure the Japanese one was, he did not die. He was a prisoner of war. And I'm, I'm not sure about the others. Man, that's, now I got to ask, Wilson, how'd you get these? Yeah. Those were given to me by my, what would you call him? My uncle, but he's yeah. like an uncle. He's an uncle. Uncle-in-law. Yeah. No, uncle. 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 Yeah. Step-uncle. Step uncle. That's no. that's what it is. yeah. But given to me by my uncle. My sister's husband. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. He had told he had told me, hey, I've got these rifles that I'm just trying to pare down, get rid of. Yeah. Uh, do you think the boys would be interested? And I said, Well, I know Josh would, and I'm sure yeah. Adam would too, but Josh was at the house. I said, yeah, let's go. Look. I got there first. At a boy. Mm-hmm. You snooze, you lose. Yeah. Uh, I am jealous and I think, I think only one of them can be fired. They could probably all be fired, but you'd be scared. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't have the regulations anymore. (laughs) Well, and they, you know, they're chambered and you can still buy the rounds and everything, but the rounds today are much more potent than they were back then. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so if you if you could load your own and cut down on the gunpowder and that it, they'd be fine, but I'd be worried about cranking off modern rounds in those. Because I remember when we did the uh, Civil War reenacting, <clears throat> we had the cartridges which had like uh, you know, gunpowder in it, and you would bite the end of it, spit it out, and you would pour it in. We were told not to pack it in because you know when you when it shoots out, it shoots out like a wad of the powder. We want the powder just to, to fly out because we're, we're we're shooting blanks basically, <laughs> like you, Wilson, um, and uh, what both of us, <laughs> <Atta> boys, <laughs> and, and so uh, like father like son, yeah, oh yeah, snip snip, um, and then um, but the gunpowder it, it it's kind of sweet, like I, I was kind of shocked when I first because you, you get it in your mouth and it's kind of sweet. And then you have your little uh, cap that you put on the back and it doesn't really have a whole lot of recoil, but it's loud. And, you know, we, we did like a night battle and it was cool because right when you squeeze that trigger and that there's a huge flame that shoots out of the front of that gun. It was awesome. I loved well, it. Michael, the guy that gave him these uh, is a civil war reenactor. Yeah. Him and I talked a little bit about that doing that. that. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. We talked a little bit about him and I, I think he portrayed the union. Yes. I think. Um, and I was on the Confederate side of it, but, uh, I don't think we were in the same, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, coalition. Yeah. Like, cause there's a bunch of different like groups that do these battles. So you have the ACWA, the NCWA. I was part of the ACWA. Um, so I don't think you get not WWF. Oh, okay. Or WWE. Sorry. World Wildlife Federation. Um, no, that's awesome, dude. I can't wait to get my dad's because um, he has some historical ones. Those were in the family. Um, like his his dad, his dad's dad's, you know, I'll probably never fire him, but uh, I love old guns. So on that you same know, on that same I, note, I, 
Oh, go ahead. Follow up just real quick. Go for I was going to mention that April and I went to the 150th anniversary and reenactment at Shiloh. Oh, okay. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was just an incredible day. Our buddy Scott went to one of them. Wilson, did Scott go to Gettysburg? I think so. We almost went to Gettysburg the next year. Um, but you ever look at Gettysburg? It's a town of about 2,000 or something, maybe four. And they were expecting like a million people. And hotels were sold out for 200 miles around. And we just figured out we saw Shiloh. We'll have to pass on the Gettysburg one. Yeah, I have not gone up there yet. I really want to. Um, I mean, it's not very far from me, but it's funny. I'll be driving like while I'm at work and I'll see a sign. And I'll say like, you know, Carnifex Battlefield. I'm like, dang it. This is all right here, man. This is where it happened. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It is um, so cool to be in the South. I think some of it happened to in your area where you're going as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I had some family uh, that fought uh, in the Battle of Pea Ridge. I think that one is in Tennessee. Um, well, there's a, the Battle of Nashville was there, and you can go to um, the, uh, what's it called? Anyway, the, the, uh, where it took place was where racehorses originally were bred. And if Tennessee had not eliminated alcohol, the Kentucky Derby actually would have been in Tennessee. They moved it to Kentucky so they could sell booze. Oh, okay. And you couldn't do that. So um, if you go to this, this place where the Battle of Nashville was, you can go through the entire battlefield and the home is still there. There are pockmarks in the, the columns out in front of the mansion. The slave quarters are there. Uh, it, it's just cool. And, and, the, and uh, horses are actually buried there with monuments that tell you which horse they were and it's like man of war and all of these old horses that's that if you follow back like secretariat and that they actually were sired back at this at this ranch and it's just a cool place to go and there's some more smaller battlefields down where we live you know 50 miles south of nashville yeah I stand corrected. The Battle of Pea Ridge is actually in Fayetteville, Arkansas, not Tennessee. Uh, but yeah, don't try and put that one on. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do it. Um, but speaking of of like Civil War, I, I I took my daughter on a date night the other night, and my wife sent me a text. She goes, "Hey, I got a video to show you when you come back." I'm like, "Okay." And uh, we got like this six month free subscription to uh, what Discovery Channel or something like that, and it was a DIY channel is part of it and there's a show on there called barnwood builders and these guys go and they reclaim old barns and old cabins that like log cabins and they reuse those same cabins and like say like they're falling down they'll like save what wood they it's good on there and they'll rebuild another cabin out of that same wood out of that same history that's all here in west virginia so like one of them they did was on Grandview, and we drive by it all the time i'm like i always comment i'm all that is a cool looking little building turns out it's an antique shop you could go there and shop there so we're probably huh. going to go there in a few days uh white sulfur springs something <laughs> you've been wanting stuff lately i noticed yeah. that you, you've been wanting the poster you know 
Maybe yep. because I need to send you stuff. He's not you a do. cheap day. You He's, send me something, I'll send you a soundboard. Oh, I sent you a drum set, or I left you a drum set. <laughs> I know. I know. We're working up to the soundboard. <laughs> oh, okay. So I thought that's quite not enough yet. He's keeping score. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does keep a record of wrongs. I know that. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it's cool. Like uh, White Sulphur Springs, which is where they're located. That's where the Greenbrier's at. Uh, they have their own like little shop there, but these guys, like they even talk about like the notches and the woodwork and all this, these cabins were built with ax with an ax. Wow. And you still see the marks on it. And so they try to rebuild it and leave it in its original. Like you can still see the marks and everything. It is incredible. Uh, I, I'm normally not a big fan of reality TV um, that I I'm just hooked on that show. Wow. It, it's crazy. Cool. Hey, uh, just so I give them their due, uh, that place is called the Mead Plantation. Mead Plantation. Nashville. Mead Plantation. Is, and, you know, it, it, people don't understand this until you go and live back in the South and you've lived out here most of your life. There is just this incredible abundance of history. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you just, like you said, you drive and it's, oh, this battlefield or this happened here or, you know, so-and-so lived here and we preserved their house or something. We don't, we don't have that out here. No, it's almost like, you it's know, like 1849 and up is California. Yeah, History stopped, well, you, even you know, out in California, but it began and ran all the way through the South heading out to the West. So you have a lot older history there and it's just so cool yeah i'm looking at pictures right now it's cool you got buildings on there there's a log cabin on there it's oh, also all the slave quarters also yeah. a winery yes oh yeah yeah my daughter bought a, a couple of bottles of wine from there yeah and that's, and that's the thing was, filmed. was it where jingo was filmed no does it, <laughs> does it show the uh pock marks on the columns out in front of the mansion um I, I'm seeing the mansion, uh, but it's not really zoomed in. Beautiful. You can do tour. You go inside and do tours and everything, and it's just a gorgeous place. But but you weren't. I mean, you're right though, Wilson. Like California's history is fairly modern. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, even old Sacramento isn't original old Sacramento. I mean, no, it's all go re underground. It's all redone, redone. I mean, for you know what do you call it? ADA compliance and everything. I mean, out here, there's things like, hey, if you can't get to it, we're sorry, man. We're, this is how it is. Um, we'll, we'll... What's, the, what's it called? What's that? The Mead what? Mead Plantation. Plantation. It's M-E-A-D-E. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, Josh, did they uh, take up the planks in Old Sack finally? They redid the sidewalks. They redid them, yeah. Yeah, so all the old wood is gone. What is it so, now? The the bell it's, it's mead? New wood. the bell oh. mead yes yeah bell mead that's bell it mead plantation. okay yeah yeah it's a cool place to go i i love history nashville. and that's the, the thing place, though go ahead go ahead uh the other place in nashville would be um the parthenon the parthenon yeah, i heard about awesome. that yeah i've been there it's incredible to walk through it it's cool it was it was made originally for the the what's Some it called world's fair or something the or... world fair yeah. yeah it was made for the world fair and they were doing like a greek exhibit and it was only supposed to be there for a couple of years yeah. or something 
And they but tore everything else down, but left this. Left left the Parthenon. It looks like the Parthenon in Greece. Yeah. It has Athena full, in the middle. It's, it's full yeah. size. Yeah. It's the same size. And you as can the you can walk through and they have artifacts from Greece and stuff like that in there. And they have all the pictures of the what they actually built there from the World's Fair yeah. or whatever it was. Um but for some reason they tore all the the rest of the exhibits and stuff down, but left this huge you know, Parthenon out which, there. Which which was built out of plaster. Yeah, I can't remember. And they, they keep having to like redo stuff on there because it was built out of the plaster. It was only supposed to last so long, but they, they've kept it. So they're like they've they've done what what do you call it? Re refurbishing. Refurbishing. Yeah. yeah to keep it there. Yeah, and both those places are in Nashville. And I'm looking yeah. at pictures of the Parthenon too. That's that's incredible. Like, I remember you showed me pictures, Wilson, when you went there because I think that's where they filmed Percy yeah. Jackson. Yep. yep. Um, and well, Tommy, when we come up there, you got to drive us around and show us stuff. And when you come down Tennessee, oh, we'll take you around. You know it. I mean, there, there's places up here that I'm still finding out uh, that are just incredible. Like, what the funny thing is out here, uh, you go to the same place, but you got to go there four times. You got to go there during each season because it's different each time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like six flags, <laughs> not quite <laughs> less oh, roller coasters. Oh. Um, but seeing things like this and seeing the mead plantation and hearing all this, it really breaks my heart to hear about how everybody's, I don't want to say everybody, how a select few are trying to erase history. Uh, yeah. We're not always proud of the history that we've done or that we've lived through. I'm not proud of the person who I was back at, let's say in high school, but what do we do? We grow from it. We learn from it. And you're like, wow, like, look at this. Like, like when Wilson went to Auschwitz, it, oh, here, here you go, Tommy, I'm going to send you this picture. Okay. Like when Wilson went to Auschwitz, it's not like yeah. you're happy to see this. You're like, wow, this was evil. And look what evil yeah. did. We should never do you're, that again. You are just in okay. awe. And if you don't, if you don't learn from your history and know it, you're going to repeat it. Exactly. And some history's good, but you do not want to do the bad stuff. Right. Oh, okay. That, I see the that was a link. Now. Yeah, you can you can see the bolt holes in the wow in the pillars. Wow, look at that from That's the cool. Civil War. Yeah, it it is cool because I, I literally stood on the porch and ran my hand over those pock marks and. You just think people died right there in that house. They were shot, you know, uh, and you go in those slave quarters and they are just, it's incredible that they made people live like that. Yeah. You know? But it's history and it's not something you want to hide. You don't want to be proud of it, but it is. It history. needs to be known. Yeah. Yeah. There, when we lived in Atoka, which is like 35 miles outside of Memphis. In downtown Memphis, they had uh, the Nathan Bedford Forest uh, Park in the center of the city. And, and it had a huge statue of him and his horse. And I think his dog and his wife were there, you know, in this big statue. They're buried there. He was a Confederate general. Well, they changed the name of the park because it was Confederacy and they took down his statue, which is a grave marker. It's buried there. And I, I'm just thinking this has just gone too far. It's not that you are celebrating 
that person, but you need to remember that person and what he, you know, he probably did good things in his life too, but he just happened to be a Confederate general. Right. And it's just sad when they just, like you said, they try and erase everything and then our kids are not going to know what happened. Right. So, and, and, and they'll make up stories about what was happened and it changes stuff. Yeah. It's completely fabricate the truth they rewrite history yeah um like out here we have a town that i go through and they actually have a statue of robert e lee and it says confederate on the bottom and the statue still stands no one's complaining at taking it down i'm not going to mention the town just in case someone hears this and they want to somehow randomly come find some city they don't even live in and just alternate their history but this this town is a railroad town. It's, you know, very tight community. It's an old town. And then seeing that, I'm like, wow, that is like, that is history. Cause that you don't put a Confederate statue up in modern times. So I know that thing's been there for a very long time. Yeah. Um, the town, the city of Clarksburg, which is just North of me is the birthplace of Stonewall Jackson. Um, I want to go there because when I did my civil war reenacting, we were the fourth Virginia which was essentially Stonewall Jackson's bodyguards. Um, and so that, that's kind of, it'd be kind of cool to see, wow, this is the birthplace of essentially the guy that I was protecting in reenacting. It's kind of like, you know, if you're an actor and you're researching the character you're playing, I guess yeah. uh, it, it's kind of surreal and, and like, but it just breaks my heart that they're trying to erase all this stuff, which, yeah. which doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, because I mean, I might get some flack for this, but you have that that Juneteenth, uh, you know, holiday, which which yeah. I'm, you know, I'm against slavery, and you know, I think it's great when they finally. I mean, back then it took them like what they said two years for them to let them know that slavery ended, and that's when it yeah. finally got to Texas. Yeah, and 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 they're they're like, um, uh, you know, we want to celebrate when uh, our we were freed from slavery. Um, from texas so we want to have a holiday called well, juneteenth and i'm sitting there thinking i'm like but you want to erase history well, that wasn't in texas that was tulsa that was texas that was texas that was tulsa oklahoma no it was texas oh that's how I'm long it took to tulsa. get to texas yeah it, it, it took the, it, it took a long recent, time the recent thing with the where the black people were slaughtered though that was tulsa that right? was tulsa th- yeah okay i'm just getting a confused i'm old Give me a break. I'm 60. <laughs> um, but, but the thing is, is, you know, I'm like, we can't pick and choose which history we're going to choose to right. celebrate um, because you don't have one without the other. Yeah. Um, so if we're going to celebrate the freedom of, uh, you know, being freed from as slaves, um, then we need to also not so much celebrate, kids, but we need to gotta know what led up to that. We need to recognize the civil war and everything that happened in it to recognize exactly how bad it was. Cause if yeah. you just have a slavery, you're gonna be like, okay, I don't get why it was such a big deal. You know, kids won't know unless they know the other part of it. And granted yeah. a lot, majority of people do want to keep uh, studying that stuff. It's a select few that get involved with the media and the media feeling that, and they're like, we're, we're going to, it's, it's offensive. Yeah. It gets offensive. I mean, do you think I love hearing Christians getting slaughtered, but it's yeah. historical. Yeah. It, there's reasons behind it. Do you think I love hearing the story of Jesus getting like crucified 
and how sad that is. No, I, it breaks my heart, but I know why I got to hear it. Exactly. There's a reason why I need to hear that story every year because it brings me back down to a level of, I guess you would say humility where I'm like, right, ma'am, this was done for me. Civil war stuff was done for many people, slave people, you know, died as slaves for their ancestors. You know, we, my, my Cherokee Indian natives, you know, that died on the trail of tears died. You know, it brings you back down of like what our past, you know, our ancestors did and we could all celebrate that, but you can't have one without the other. It's like, you have to have it take history as it is. You just cannot erase it. And it's a scary thing because I think it was, uh, I forgot what book it was where they're basically Jeez. talking can you say that? Uh, kind of. That's my Cherokee. I belong. You know, I'm a member of the Cherokee tribe in Oklahoma. Oh, you got it. Cool. That Wilson, yeah. you could do that now. Yes. I know. Yeah, yeah, do it. Um, Don, I. You, so you got that card. Yes. Oh. Uh, you'll be living in Tennessee. Uh, so you, you, if you ever go to Oklahoma, go to Tahlequah. That's where the Cherokee Nation oh, is. Yeah, I've been there. Um, this is what the new ones look like. They actually look like ID cards. So you have your, you have a blue card Mm -hmm. and you have your, on the back is your number of like your percentage. And right now they're giving like little stimulus packages to Cherokees. Wow. Yeah. So I'm I'm messing out, man. Yeah. Sign up for it. It's, it's, uh, (laughs) well, you know, know, if you, if you go back there and live, uh, it used to be five acres that you could get on the reservation. I think it's one now, but you have the stipulation is you have to live there for a period of five years before it becomes yours. Yeah. Uh, It's cool. I I always wanted my dad to go back there. And so we could get our five acres. Yeah. I highly recommend you Wilson getting that it's uh, it saved me, um, especially where you live uh, because you actually have an Indian clinic in Auburn that you get free medical care at exactly and i use that all the time i don't have that here i think i gotta go to north carolina or south carolina for it but uh your kids will get college grants yep that's Um, what i was telling my kids before but you know it was too late they all have gone through their education yeah well (laughs) you know maybe someone wants to do another academy again (laughs) but you know it's it's part it's part of our family's history. Yeah. And my dad was actually during the Dust Bowl, they moved out of Mulgee, Oklahoma, uh, to escape the Dust Bowl, but also because they were forcing the Cherokees to get on the reservation. And his mom and dad moved the family to Bakersfield so that they would not be forced back on the reservation and they lied about the percentage of blood that they and the kids had yeah uh, but when i went back in the dawes rolls i mean you can see the the percentages and everything it's spelled you know it's spelled out and, yeah, and the, uh, and the dawes my, oh, sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say sarah my daughter has big historian buff and went back through and found out that uh, Redbird Six Killer was my what great, great, great grandfather or something like that. And he was 
It was the Supreme Court justice for the Cherokee Nation, highly educated Cherokee, I mean, PhD type education. And he was a judge and a lawyer. And so that was kind of, and he was the chief of the reservation at the time. So yeah. It was kind of cool. And the, the Dawes rolls is like big. Cause it's basically, it's like the, um, uh, what do you call it? It's like a database, I guess you would say. Yeah. Of uh, like all the Indian, the, 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 it's the, it's basically the five civilized tribes is what it says. Uh, and it's how you do like your, your research though. Cause my aunt, she, she does, she's the family historian. They've actually gone to like South Carolina and they found cemeteries of like, like I, w- I want to say like wooden tombstones of members of our family that have died and it's still there. I mean, you won't even know like, we have that out here in West Virginia where you just be driving and you'll see like a, a patch of trees and like, just like three tombstones in the middle, like just a family area where they, they just buried them. I'm like, Whoa, you're like, that's like weird because like in california they gotta be in a cemetery or they've been myrtled (laughs) you know um but you know it's it's family like history and stuff is so interesting to me because you'll you'll like one of my uh i don't know what he is to me um i think he's my mom's cousin he is like a general and he is in charge of getting the president their uh, air force one oh, wow that's like his job so he was the one that got all all the specifications for air force one for trump i think he's still doing it for biden uh it, it's you know we have a lot of family history and it, it's just so crazy just like looking these things up and um you know it's, it's even crazy like when i go to like if i you know back in the past like family reunions and everything like my, oh i don't i never met this person and finding out you know, I'm like, oh, like all this interesting stuff about my family. I, I love that. Yeah. Our, okay. our only uh, fame, claim to fame and history. And my dad used to tell us all this all the time. He, his second cousin um, was Will Rogers. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. And uh, he has pictures of him sitting on his lap while all the kids are sitting around and he's telling them stories at the family reunions. Wow. And stuff. Yeah. It's so cool. So, yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Okay. That was a rabbit trail. No, that's, that's good. I'll start recording now. <laughs> no oh, kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, that's cool. I got, I got another one, but it goes overseas. Go for it. Okay. So recently, well, not recently. I think it was 2012. Um, some stuff was stolen from a museum 10 years ago, nearly 10 years ago. So, yeah, 2012. Um, have you ever heard of Picasso? Um, I think so. He makes a salsa. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, that's Pico de Gallo. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah. This is Picasso the painter. Um, back in 2012, a painting was stolen. Uh, um, and it's called the woman's head. You ever heard of this one? No. Um, but this painting was stolen. Um, it's 1905. Oh no, no, no. 1939. There, there was multiple things stolen in this heist. I guess these people, um, they kept setting off the alarms at this museum or whatever it was to the point where the museum was like, 
forget this, it's rats or something. So they shut the alarm system off, right? Mm. So these people ended up going in and they stole a bunch of stuff. Um, they stole the woman's head, which was painted by Picasso. Um, a painting from 1905 called Stammer Windmill. Um, there was something else too. I think there were four different things that were stolen. Um, and then one thing, when the people were running away, they dropped it. It was the, some other painting. Um, but they ended up finding these almost a decade later. Really? They found it. Uh, let's see. So the burglary was interrupted by a guard who spotted the gang through the use of a motion detector. Um, oh, they they stole three things. But the, the third piece was a 16th century pen and ink drawing by Italian painter. Oh, man, I want to butcher this. Googly Elmo Cassia, which is, which is still missing. Oh, no, no. They stole four things. That one's still missing. But the burglars also dropped a fourth painting, also by Mondrian, as they fled. So they recovered the fourth painting. Didn't recover the three others, but they found the two carefully packaged paintings in a cave. In Hitler's cave. And was it Hitler's cave? Where was it? No. Oh, the Eagle's with Nest. The gold, with the gold <laughs> train. Yeah. Where was it? I can't I can't find where it was at though. But it was a cave back in like Italy or something like that. But they said it's a crypt like hiding spot. Um, there's small entrances that are hidden by Mediterranean vegetation. Um, they were, they were believed to be moved there several months ago by whoever stole them. So whoever stole them never got the chance to sell them. I thought, I thought it was pretty cool. This, this windmill one is different. Man, Picasso, he, he drew some weird things, man. Mm -hmm. It's like that Kurt Cobain. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like choppy geometric shapes. Yeah, that windmill one actually looks kind of cool. That's Piet Mondrian's. You know, this reminds me of what movie? What movie was that? Was it Italian Job? Italian Job, where they're like in the van, van, they're all no, there's something here, but they don't realize that the tarp they covered it was was the Jackson Pollock painting. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, that might have been an Italian job. It's not gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, I think it's the Italian job. No, um, that's cool. But, so Picasso actually gave this painting. I'm 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 going off memory here because I can't find it. But he gave this painting to Greece. I'm pretty sure at the end of World War II, he gave it as a gift to them to celebrate like the end of the war or something like that. So it it has special meaning for the people who. When they finally found it, they're like, oh, this is basically a piece of history that uh, shows that that is a talking piece towards, you know, the World War. Yeah, this is funny. There's a video of this after they recovered it and it shows the guy he's propping it up on this thing. Oh, and there's a video of where it was recovered, too, of like it is very wooded um, man. Yeah. He, he propped them up on like this shelf right here. And they're one, they're handling it with their bare hands, which I always thought they had to wear gloves, but it's this really thin. That's shelf. really old stuff. Cause I mean, Picasso was alive back in world war two. You're, you're right. 
Yeah. Um, but he uh he sets it on this really shallow, narrow uh shelf, and you see it. It's the picture, it's the the woman with the head or whatever, and you see it fall. It falls to the ground. Whoops. And he just picks it up. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, uh, have you heard of a bookend? Maybe you throw one of those bad boys up there. Uh but yeah, the dried up riverbed where it was found. Those pictures. I'm getting this from um, BBC News is where I'm looking at yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. I love those heist things, uh, especially like heist movies where like you think they're like stealing something, but it's not what they're stealing. They're stealing something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Picasso's a weird guy, man. He is. I, I I didn't realize that he was alive back in World War II until I read this article. So the I didn't know until you just went, told me. The one that went to Greece, did it go into a art gallery? I have no idea. I imagine they would have hung it in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> was what was was that uh, dryer there? The uh, drone fly drone pilot? Yeah. <laughs> he would know. Same, same uh, press conference. Yeah. That's that's cool. Well, the picture I'm seeing here of the guy who's propping up the uh, pic, the the paintings, it looks like there's Russian writing behind them. Is there? Yeah. So maybe I don't know. I I don't know a whole lot about uh, Greek writing, but it, Greek writing could look a lot like Russian writing for all it's, I know. It says it was recovered by Greek police. So okay. Yeah, I see it. Guglielmo. Cassia from the 16th century. Um, he said that it was seized, but police said the suspect told them it had been damaged and he had flushed it down the toilet. Sir, what toilet are you using? Because I need they that. They must have big, they have Texas toilets. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it's like, once you go, like, when you go to Folsom Lake, it's like a, a pit. Yeah. It's like a cave. Yeah. That's actually the what the studio attack you. Yeah. That's what the studio actually is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I got in another story that brings us back to uh San Jose actually. Oh, San San the Ho. We're going to the Ho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this story came out, I think it was yesterday. But San Jose is now the first city to require gun owners to purchase liability insurance. Yes. Wait, I mean Scumbag of the week. There we go. Okay, that's better. <laughs> and and not from an insurance company, Tommy. That that's what it looks like. At least from what I'm reading here, they they say that um, the money all goes to the city. Basically, of course it does. Yes. So okay, here we go. In a preliminary pre- preliminary report released ahead of the vote, the institute estimated that gun-related homicides, suicides, and other shootings cost San Jose around $63 million annually. So I'm, from what I'm reading here, the money that they're going to require gun owners to pay goes to the city to offset the cost of gun violence. So the good people are going to be paying for exactly. the cost yeah. to supposedly... Because you know that, that $60 million or $63 million, whatever it is, that costs annually those those are law-abiding citizens that lost their guns right like i was at walmart earlier and i was telling my daughter we were checking out and i saw a guy open carrying a gun 
it's still it's still new to me because I'm not used to seeing that unless you're in uniform and you're a cop or you know armed security, security in California. Or something. And uh, I go, it still it still trips me out seeing uh, a guy open carrying, and my daughter goes, that scares me. I'm all not me, not one no. bit. I'm all I want to hang you know out. That right guy here. follows the law. I'm all I want to hang out right here. Yeah. I'm all I'm all I would rather much conceal, but I obviously. You know, I have nothing to protect myself. And I think if stuff went down, this guy would probably protect me. So, yeah, you know, it, it it's crazy. And yeah, California is doing some dumb things right now, dude. I mean, they've always done yeah, dumb things, but it's stupid. Normally it goes New York, then California. But this time it's California first. Yeah. And I heard Newsom was able to move his uh, recall election back a little bit. Yeah. How's that he, possible? Because Democrats don't want to put him on the ballot as a Democrat, I guess. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the whole story on that, but it's, you guys are creep. Sounds, sounds fishy to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you, if you couldn't read through, everyone kept saying from the get go, like, you know, like Biden's going to take your guns away. And then everyone's like, he's not going to take your guns away. Okay. Well, he took away the ammo. Ammo's hard to find. Now they're yeah. making it like expensive for you to even own a gun because you have to have insurance for it. They're slowly doing it in a very roundabout way. To, yeah. And no one's stopping them. And that that's a sad thing. Is like the courts aren't stopping it and saying it's unconstitutional. But you know, I just read the thing today in uh I think it was Sacramento, they're gonna let out like a serial rapist, but you know what? No big deal. No, no big deal. Let's let's go ahead uh, until it until it affects your family, right? You know, but you have all these politicians who will say uh, the you know things like um, you know we want to defund the police, yet they have you know hired security, armed security. I'm like, well, why do you need that? Yeah, I'm all. If it's so safe, why do you need that? It, it I'm all. If you take away my police then you need to allow me the ability to protect myself and yeah. not have to pay you know an arm and a leg to actually be able to keep my gun because all my guns i mean all those guns you show me those things got lost in a boating accident yesterday i think right whoops yeah oh my gosh That's... no those are antiques so they're not registered as firearms what about this gun right here that's one we don't want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> the love gun. <laughs> you were pointing at something else. Yeah. Pointing at these 18 inch pythons right here, as, as Hulk Hogan would say. Um, I got a little story to bring us up, though. Do it. Okay. Uh, so NCAA has now passed a law rule. Um saying it's okay for college players to make money off their likeness. I, I, I kind of like it. I mean, you have these college institutions that are making millions of dollars off of their college teams. Like, like my favorite college team, Oregon. I mean, Justin Herbert sell, sold probably hundreds of thousands of jerseys. All that money went to the school. Yeah, they're profiting off of them. They are. Um, some people don't like it, but I think I think it's a good idea. 
I, yeah. I like I, it. I mean, those, those people, they've, they've worked hard because you know, like I, I, I go to um, Bass Lake over here in my area and right next to Bass Lake, there's a park and it's in El Dorado Hills, right? That's an area of somewhat affluent people, but there's people there that pay for their kids to get all this training for baseball and soccer. And I mean, it's, it's you, every time you go through this park, cause you have to go through it to get to Bass Lake. You see someone there at the bullpen pitching mound who has someone training their kid on how to pitch, you know, all, all that stuff. People have worked hard for this to push. I mean, some of it. Yeah. Maybe the kids don't want to do it, but if I was a kid, I, I love playing baseball, you know, I, I would have loved doing that, but I mean, these people are pushing so hard. Their kids get into these colleges because of how hard that they've worked. I mean, those kids, cause once they get into college, it's not their parents anymore. It's the kid. So all that hard work that they work towards from little league up to high school and then into college, it's paying off for them. Yeah. I have no problem with it. I know I've read the, the arguments on it. Uh, um, I haven't dove dive too much into it, but I did see that come across. I think um, Dave Portnoy from Barcel sports was posting some stuff on it. I think it was, he said something like there was this coach for one team. And I said like, if college players ever get paid or whatever, I quit. And then he he sent like a tweet. that said, well, today's the day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah it's, it, and it's not getting paid to play the game it's getting paid because i mean you have like the ncaa football game for for video game consoles and stuff like that right those kids are actually going to have their name in them now so they get paid a little royalty from that like hopefully these kids they were brought up in the right way to where they know like hey let's put this money here you know invest it something like that i mean Probably ninety percent of them aren't going to be that way. They're they're yeah. going to go the 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 star way, you know, and just blow all their money. But I mean, did you read through that whole article? I read through most of it because I thought there was a part in there that said they would not get direct cash payments to them, and I couldn't figure out how else are they going to get paid, and maybe pay for their school or. Hopefully, because then then my house, then instead of those those scholarships going to pay for kids who are good at football or something like that. Now, the person who's really good at math can get a scholarship. But what about if you have a full ride already? You're like, awesome. I have no idea. I don't know. I I just feel like the college makes so much money. Oh, yeah from from their players and the players see none of it yeah i mean you hear the stories every once in a while of oh this kid was given a car technically well you had like chris weber was giving was given something you know you like chris weber whatever that was taking money from boosters or something like that um it's i mean i i hope if they if they allow this now like the people that they um demonized years and years and years ago that they kind of like you know wash it a little bit be like yeah because i mean like you mentioned the video game thing because we all know like 
I don't think the NCAA video games sell as good as like the NBA no, or the MLB. But I games. feel like they will now. This because will, of that. Yeah. yeah. And um, like for me, like you know, West Virginia is a pretty. They're they're really into their college team. They're basically split down the middle between Marshall and WVU. And so I was like, man, I wonder if there's like an NCAA baseball game. And I can't find one. No. And I'm like. Well, why not? I mean, there's well, football well, or basketball, but not why not because baseball? you got like MLB the show, right? Because you can you can pick which college you come from in there. You just pick the college, but you're not playing at the stadium. You're not wearing the uniform. You just that's, yeah. that's your backstory. And then you start out in single A, double A, yeah. you know, whatever. But you know this, you know, there the, you could look at like dollar signs. Like, uh, what was your quarterback uh, for the Ducks years and years ago? What was his name? Mariota. Mariota, like that dude was a stud and yeah. everybody loved him. And like, I, I saw, I saw jerseys in, in Sacramento, people wearing jerseys. Um, I think Santana had a Jersey maybe. Yep. And, um, and so like he, he got nothing for that. It's kind of like, um, think of it as if like you're an intern yeah, and you're working for a company, but the company's profiting off of you and you don't get anything, but you get experience. Yeah. Um, but then you go pro and some people will say, well, yeah, but you make millions as a pro, not all pro players get paid. Great. Like no. there's like, if you look at the river cats, they're technically semi pro, but some of them are pro. They just kind of go up and down with between the, the I leagues. Think, I think the bottom line for river cats is 75,000 a year. Yeah. That's not a lot. No, not in Sacramento. No. Definitely not in Sacramento. I mean, you're living in an apartment like on Arden. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, you it's not a lot of people like the, the people just and granted like let's say Mariota, he's not going to get 100 percent of those sales he's going to get a percentage but a percentage is more than nothing yeah and you're right though colleges get paid i mean college is expensive as it is the um, college football industry is billion dollar industry Right. There, there was a show that my wife watched. It was based on the whole uh, Lori Laughlin thing where she paid for her. Basically, oh, yeah. you know, it was on that. And they're they're actually talking about, you know, like how the colleges are part of, of that whole process. It's not just like the parent, like colleges know darn well what they're doing and they profit from it. And it, it costs so much money. And but, you know, like Biden wanted to, like, forgive college tuition. And I'm like, you know, yeah, that, I can see how they could help people and everything. But what about those people that paid, like just paid off their college tuition like today? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're like, well, okay. I mean, you could lower the cost of college, but not forgive everything. Yeah. That way you can make college. I'm not saying make college free like it is over there, like in France or whatever, because uh, my wife's cousin, he's from France. Uh, my wife's cousin's husband is he's from France. He lives in San Diego now. And he was telling me how um, everyone over there has a college education. And he said, they're super, super smart. However, uh, there's no jobs because everybody has this huge education and everyone's competing. There's no uh, fight for a job. Like if you want a really, really good job, you're going to obviously give yourself more and more education. You're going to put yourself through there. But when the government is doing it for free at that point, Everyone has Everybody the same education. Everyone's yeah. on a level playing field and they made it quote unquote fair. I'm like, well, that's not right. You know, <laughs> I'm like, that's not what we want. You know, I mean, there's, yeah, I'd have a much better job if I applied myself and went to college, but I didn't. And if you do have a job over there, it's 50, 60% tax rate. Yeah. 
so that you get free college. Yeah. It, quote unquote free, but they, they, it's being paid for by you. Yeah. You know, just, just it <laughs> kind of like our, our stimulus monies we're getting right now um, that our kids are going to be paying for. Yeah. Which isn't really free. I'm like, you know what? Just oh, get people back to work. I think we'll be fine. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how, how that plays out, um, you know, with colleges and stuff. I know like uh, you get people like Dana White with the UFC who who they get involved like politically and stuff. And I love it when I see like organizations going after government. But at the same time, you see organizations like MLB who get in bed with the government and say, oh, well, we're not we're going to move the uh, all star game from, you know, Atlanta to uh, whatever Colorado or whatever because of some voting role I'm like dude you, you realize you're hurting Atlanta people right now by doing that you're, you're you're people who are out of work you're hurting them and so I the these stories come out of like you know how they make different laws and rules and regulations and so sometimes it it even shocks me that government is involved in that to get you know to begin with because I'm like isn't that like a private entity like technically speaking MLB, but I think they're like not technically they get like some sort of tax break or something like that. I think so they're technically not like a private industry. They're I forget what it's called. I was when gonna bring you, this when did you move down there, Tommy? Uh October. Okay, you might have been a little late, but wait this year. There's nothing like being in the South during football season. You, you'll go by a school stadium and there's eight or 10,000 people on a Friday night. I yeah. Mean, I heard about it. It's yeah. like they come out of the woodwork for high school games. I can only it, imagine. It's so cool. I know. Uh, like I said, people here, like I almost feel weird uh, not having a WVU hat or a Marshall hat because everyone here is supporting their college team, but I'm like, I'm not going to just throw a hat on because I live here. So I still rock my giants hat. And I get stared at, but Hey, you know what? That's who I am. But, um, like even in that, um, Barnwood, uh, builder show, I was saying people were in WVU stuff all the time. And that's like off season. And I can only imagine what it's going to be like. And I saw the state, I haven't seen it in person, but, uh, Google maps of the Mountaineer stadium, WVU, and it's gigantic. And, uh, well, and some of the high schools back there have like incredible stadiums for a high school. Yeah, my daughter's high school she's going to be going to is, uh, I think, it, I haven't actually seen it yet. You can see, like, the lights from the road, but I think it's a fairly big stadium. I think it's probably, like, like uh, Folsom High, like which is a really nice stadium, actually. Um, I don't know if it's uh, uh, AstroTurf or not, but it's nice. So that's all I got. We're going to land this ship. Go, to, then our, our go to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll land this. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> I'm actually not wearing any pants right now. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we want to thank MSR Arms for, you know, putting this whole thing on, letting us uh, do this. And I think he's uh, all settled in in his new home state of Tennessee, where Don will be locating here very, very shortly. Saturday. Um, Oh yeah. You, you caravanning out there? You driving? What, what's going on? How you get out of there? We're, we're driving. April okay. And I in our car. You got a moving company? It already yeah, moved. It's already shipped. Okay. Make sure you have your TV. 
Um, So make sure you use offer code uh, WTH5 at checkout for 5% off your entire purchase. Also, Thin Line Brewing, go there, buy stuff, support them because they support the local law enforcement community. Um, They're great people. Um, And try that beer. Is that beer still available, Wilson? I don't know. Was it on tap or was it only canned? It was both. Okay. Cans, I'm pretty sure, sold out might be on tap still okay well it is hot there so grab a slushy if you don't have it uh yeah you can listen to us on spotify apple podcast podbean amazon google play pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts we're there just leave a uh review and five stars if you hate it if you don't like the sound of my voice email us let me know i might read it on the air uh socialist media facebook instagram youtube untapped Untapped is where Wilson's beer reviews will be at, and we will have the Alchemist Heady Topper uh, up there uh, later today. Basically, whenever Wilson decides to send me a picture of it, that's usually oh yeah when it goes. Do that. Um, one of these, and then last week's one is not on there because that was a homebrew. But I did give a shout out to Kenny on our Instagram for it. Um, we could be you can reach us by phone or text at 916-259-3030. And at the real WTH show at gmail.com. So that's all I got, my man. Cool. So till then, ladies and the men, Jay. I'll talk to you then, or I'll talk to you another time. Joe, bitch. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs>